Welcome to MI Live, a podcast from Macros Inc., where we talk about how to make your nutrition and fitness goals realistic, achievable, and sustainable. All right, let's get to the show. And we are back. We are on opposite sides of the screen for anybody watching who's watching the live or the replay on YouTube or Facebook. I don't know how I feel about this, Jay. Yeah, you got here before me. We can change it. I can remove you and add you back in. Or can we just like swap see it? You can't. I tried. Here, hold on. There oh, we go. Oh, life I is feel back much home. more balanced. Oh, that was very, very concerning. So for anybody who's listening for the first time, welcome to MI Live, daily nutrition talk show, where we try to make your uh, fitness and nutrition goals realistic, achievable, and sustainable. Um, today, Brad, we are talking about one of your old science-driven nutrition topics that's now on NutriWiki.org. So anybody wants to follow along, hop on after this. You can read more on this at NutriWiki.org. Just search for the topic and you will get there. And today we're talking about uh, caloric restriction. Is it the key to a long life? Um, No. No. (laughs) Next topic. Okay. Next topic. So that's the, uh, this is an interesting one to me. I mean, we can, we can skip it if that's it. So Brad, we should dive into it. Okay. In, in two sentences, one sentence telling us why this is something that people are thinking and one sentence that contains at least three words. Tell us if it is something that is extremely Vital. So one sentence why it's in pop culture. Um, Repeat the criteria again. I just want to make sure I have this. First one sentence. Why is it in, why is this a relevant thing we're even talking about? What brought this? Um, This is going to be a very long sentence because (laughs) people are living in an era where now they don't have to worry about just living. They want to live longer. So this is becoming a bigger topic for can we use dietary interventions to improve longevity? Yeah, you, so you lost that one because you started with a preposition. Um, but number two, you started your sentence with a preposition, I thought, didn't you? You can start your sentence with a preposition. Or, I'm you sorry, just can't you, end it. I'm sorry, not pre- you, you Can you start? I thought you couldn't start a sentence with because. No. No, I'm almost positive you weren't. So you're not supposed to. Like, it's bad grammar. It's just like you're not supposed to start a sentence with and, but you can. But you're not supposed to. So you lost two points for having bad form. That's fair. I lost four points for calling because of preposition because I don't think it's a preposition. No, a, a squirrel cannot because a tree. He could. No. Yeah. Anyway, back you, to the topic you, at hand. Maybe in squirrel he can, just not in English. Back to the topic at hand. Um, and then the other one in at least three words, is this something that's ultra, ultra founded and important? In more than three words? In more than three words, but one sentence. Oh, well, that's easy. This does not appear to be a great tool for living a lot longer. Okay. So with that being said, back to normal, no more, no more sense restrictions. Is it something that is no more craziness? Yeah. Is it something that has any, any relevancy? Um, potentially. Okay. So that's why we're going to talk about it. So what is the overall 
theme of it? What's the, the, the hypothesis with it? Uh, so there's really, there's a few of them and they all kind of are a little bit of the same flavor, but also a little bit different. Okay. So, um, there's kind of two pieces. One is if you consume fewer calories, you have a lower metabolic rate, which means you use less of your lifespan on a given day. So you should have a longer lifespan. Like that's kind of the gestalt of it, right? Of like you have the faster you burn your candle, the quicker it burns, the slower you burn your candle, the longer it burns. Right. Mm -hmm. That's, that's one of the theories. Another theory is that if you have lower metabolic rate by caloric restriction, you have less anti, you have less oxidative stress, less cellular damage, and you live longer because of that. Okay. That's the, that's the theory. Okay. And then there is, are are there study, a lot of studies to back this up? Is there compelling data? Is it just kind of a hypothesis that a few people have tested? So here's my read of the literature. It's all over the place in that it depends on which animal you look at. Some animals caloric restriction it actually does increase lifespan and others it does not. Okay. Um, the idea that metabolic rate correlates with longer lives does not appear to be consistent across the mammalian kingdom. So like birds who have very high metabolic rates tend to live longer than other species who have lower metabolic rates. Um, like energy flux is generally associated high, higher energy flux is generally associated with better outcomes amongst humans. Um, so it's really all over the map and there doesn't really appear to be good solid, both observational data or mechanistic data in humans. The other problem is there's no interventional data in humans. That's long-term enough for us to make any conclusions. Okay. And isn't one of the, the bigger studies that people point to the, the rhesus monkey study? Yes. And what, what is that for anybody who, um, so there's been a few of these, but one of them, so non-human primates, um, there was a study that started in 1989 with some monkeys, um, where they basically said, Hey, let's have monkeys live normally, or let's have them engage in caloric restriction and see what happens over time. Do the monkeys who have more caloric restriction live longer than other monkeys? Mm-hmm. And what so, did they find? Um, so in this study, what they really found was that there may have been some sort of signal um, for age-related mortality, but when we look at overall causes of death, then there wasn't really a big benefit. Okay, and then you know, to to me, it's kind of it's kind of a confusing and well, it can kind of contradict goals in fitness. But obvi- I, I, I think the bigger that what I take away from it is being at a health because when we talk first, when we talk caloric restriction for a longer life, we're not talking caloric restriction as in you're dieting 500 calories a day below your 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 maintenance per day. We're talking like pretty substantial. Oh, it is, it is pretty substantial. Uh, a slight deficit that you're basically you're just like over a year you might lose like a pound 
Um, so if we look, like look at, I'm just looking at this this study we had pulled up. Um, here's another one. Here, here was a study where they had. Uh, I'm just going to pull up another paper real quick, just so we can talk about it. I mean, it really depends on. I mean, there's been like pretty severe caloric restriction. This one is this one that was done in humans. Um, Eric Ravison was the senior author on it. it was a 15% caloric restriction. So that means if you're eating, you know, a 2,500 calorie a day diet, that's what 400 and 500 calories a day. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Um, so it's, I mean, it's meaningful. Yeah. So, okay. So then I guess that would, that's what, no, 2,500, 15%. That's 375 calories. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's not small. Right. No, I agree. Um, so, I guess the other the contradiction I see in it is we know that in humans at least, and I'm not talking about I'm sure in other and other animals it is the exact same. It's the same theory that you know the, the number one thing that with humans the number one thing that leads to you know the the degraded quality of life is falling a hip break later in life. That's the, the the life ender and the independence ender. And the best way to survive a hip break is obviously you know, things like osteoporosis set in, but the, one of the ways to slow down osteoporosis, the way to build muscle is to, is resistance training. And the best way to build muscle is to be in a slight caloric surplus. Mm -hmm. So to increase my longevity, my mobility and my quality of life, it seems like being in a very, very slight caloric surplus at a healthy body weight would be the best way to get there. Yeah. And I, I would say that's my bias towards this idea in general as well, right? I, I think I made a post on Facebook about this probably like three, four years ago is I think a lot of times when we talk about caloric restriction for increasing longevity, we are confusing the the length of your life with the mm-hmm. overall area under the curve of like quality, right? Like let's say you start calorically restricting at age 20 because you want to live to 90, but starting at age 70 to 90, your, you know, ability to do the activities of daily living are so restricted, um, that your last 20 years, you're not, you're not pretty mobile. You're not doing much, yada, yada, yada. Right. And maybe that gives you five extra years on this planet, but Mm -hmm let's say you've been in a caloric surplus or maintenance or whatever, and you've built a pretty robust physical capacity that you can carry into 85 years old and you, you live a quality life and then you die of some disease of aging at 85. Yeah. What's the better win there, right? right? Is, and I think those are the discussions that need to be had. And the part of the problem is we don't really know if you if caloric restriction buys you a day, a year, a decade, et cetera. Yeah. A hundred percent agree. And I think that it's a, it's, it's a blended approach that you need to take. I think that for me, the takeaway from it all is you need to be at a healthy body weight to maximize both longevity and quality. And those combined Mm -hmm. will give you a good balance. Yeah. And the other thing too, is, you know, there's periods in your life where you can focus on caloric restriction and there's periods where you can not and we don't know if you have to do it your whole life or if you can get benefits from just starting it in your old age. Yeah. Perfect. So I think that was, I think that was a pretty good discussion on that. I didn't think after you said no right away, I didn't think that was, uh, I'm happy with that. So yeah, we have, we have some comments and that is Sarah Giles saying technically, 
Buffalo, 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 Buffalo is a grammatically correct sentence. So I think we can all agree grammar is stupid. Um, yes. And it, I, I can't stand grammar. I am currently reading grammar for third graders. Um, I bought a second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, uh, sixth grade grammar books so I can improve my grammar. I just posted the link to another article that will be moved over to it's the. It's already moved. That's the oh. one I was thinking. Is yep. this an? This is another one. Nope, that's the one that we moved. We're in the middle of moving them all. Oh, sweet! Well, that yeah. one is. Um, just go to nutriwiki.org and you can find the. Uh, if you type in ca- uh, caloric res- caloric restriction, it'll pop up. In the search bar. Yeah, and I really? believe. Yeah, I don't have the redirects done for the science driven nutrition yet. Oh, um, let's just see if this shows up. I think this one's probably almost there. I have to go in and recategorize all these. So yeah, good luck. but yeah, this one has a much longer discussion about all of what we've just talked about in more, more detail. Perfect. More detail. And, and Peggy said, if you guys don't mention biosphere, I'm going to be mad. I don't know what Biosphere. I've seen the movie a couple times. I don't know what Biosphere reference we would have made, Peggy. I don't know okay. either. Did you, did I ever tell you about when I saw Pauly Shore live? Uh, no. It was. I, I love stand up comedians. Love them, and I, I like Paul. I like Pauly Shore as like a. I never saw him do stand up, but I always liked his like the the movies. And it was the worst. The only person I saw do worse stand up was Gilbert Gil, uh, Gilbert Godfrey. And it was, I mean, Pauly Shore could barely remember his name. He took his shirt off and was just like running around stage, but he was just like not in condition to be doing that. And oh he never even said he never did any of his catchphrases or anything. It was horrible. And I, I'm, he, he was just so intoxicated that I, I, if I remember correctly, he might've thrown up on stage. I'm not, I'm not positive. I'm pretty sure that was him. I saw two, two comedians that have done that. So that sounds like a, a Steve-O thing. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I don't know everything I've read on Steve-O. That guy is like wicked smart. Yeah. Like, like genius level smart. All right. Let's get in to, if anybody has any questions, feel free to ask them. Otherwise we are going to jump in. Oh, Hey Brad. Yes. If somebody's like, you know what? I don't, I, I, I agree with you guys that I need to find this balance between caloric restriction and, uh, and muscle building for the longevity of my life because, you know, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm 40 and I want to start planning ahead. Where could somebody go to help navigate the field and find a balance there? I would probably go to www. Don't forget the www. It's very important. Macrozinc.net. Hashtag. We're awesome. Hashtag. I'd go to macrozinc.net slash services and I would sign up for coaching. Exactly what I would do. Two week free trial. Get on chat with a coach. We got a lot of coaches. Got some uh, coaches all over all over the world. We got clients in six on six continents right now. Uh, so wherever you feel you are, we have somebody to work with you. I think we cover every time. We we have somebody plus or minus two hours of every time zone, three hours of every time zone in the world now. I believe this is accurate. Yeah. So wherever you're at, sign up. It's a two week free trial. Chat with a coach. See if we meet your needs. If not, you go your way. If you're there, if we do, you think it works, then uh, three months you'll have a, a life changing view on nutrition that you can sustain forever. We do have another how, comment from Peggy. How life changing? Um, the fact you'll, I mean, if, if after three months, if you follow the program, you'll, 
you, you and and you'll you'll if you haven't met your initial goal yet, you'll be able to do it on your own. Um, the the biggest reason people stay with us longer than three months or they come back to us isn't because they didn't meet their initial goal. Uh, some people it is their goals are very long. They have to lose 100, 200 pounds. Um, but a lot of people, they know how to do it after three months. They're comfortable on their own. But then when they have a new goal, they want to find out a new approach to things. So they come back in for some fine tuning. Um, but it is a system that I will say that we have <clears throat> the, the large majority of our clients. I mean, I'll go as high as 95% of clients who leave us um, leave with the ability and they're, they're like, you know what? I either completely crushed my goals or, um, it's, I still have work to do. Um, I'm going to come back when I get this and they come back five, six months later after they get their goals and then they move on to the next thing. So Peggy said, this is not, she's not talking about biodome with polisher. She's talking about biosphere, the actual experiment. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I know exactly what you're talking about now. I, I'm sorry. I've been, <laughs> it's been a long day. I'm going to look this up. Biosphere. Yeah. He, he's a big, very, uh, uh, low carb, um, caloric restriction guy, I believe. Oh yeah. They lived on minimal calories in Oracle, Arizona. I mean, the thing is like, there are definite benefits to some of these ideas, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. One of the hard parts is you have to balance these theoretical ideas with what Mm -hmm. is important in the real world. And then also what are the primary mechanisms of mortality right now? Right. Like, and I've had this conversation with multiple people um, and, and like even like some peer reviewed stuff. And I am of the opinion that a lot of the primary causes of death are not due to cellular senescence or what we call cellular aging, right? Mm -hmm. Like heart disease. That's not, I mean, age affects your risk, but that's more just like being exposed to risk Mm -hmm. over 50 years versus two years. Right. But that's not a senescent process. Right. Right. I mean, you could answer, you could argue, you can make some very strong arguments that cancer is, in some reason, a disease of failure of cellular senescence. It's a DNA, right? like a DNA problem, right? Uh, yeah. And in some aspects, there's like the, the telomeres and stuff like that that are kind of override right. senescence, et cetera. But there's, I mean, if you look at the top, like I'll just pull this up because this is interesting. Top 10 causes of death probably will not have big rona on it right now um so in 2016 ischemic heart disease stroke chronic obstructive pulmonary disease low respiratory infections alzheimer's uh tracheal bronchi and lung cancers diabetes road injuries diarrheal diseases and tuberculosis um and that's worldwide right that's worldwide right because some of those aren't aren't no. Um, but those do not appear to be diseases of aging, generally speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, now, there are things that are like in there that are the risk is amplified by aging, but mm-hmm. those don't appear to me to be like you die in your sleep of old age. Right. I agree. That's all I got. Okay. Just making sure. That's all I got. Let's hit for anybody listening. Also, remember, uh, we are doing a charity donation to you to, to YouTube. We are doing a not a charity donation to YouTube. We are doing a charity charity donation, um, ten thousand dollars to the Alzheimer's Research 
Research Foundation uh, at the end of the year if we get 100,000 likes on our uh, subscriptions on our YouTube channel. So anybody listening on the podcast, anybody watching on Facebook, go on over to YouTube uh, and like us. You can go to macrosinc.net slash YouTube and hit us up. Uh, the just, subscribe button will be right where my finger is. Yeah, right, right there. there. If, and if you're listening on the podcast, just you'll find it on your own. Um, Go to macrozinc.net slash YouTube. YouTube. Like that. And then at the end of the year, we're going to $10,000 Alzheimer's Research Foundation. But you guys got to uh, step it up. Yep. All right. Next topic. Everybody's favorite one. This is why we're all here. We've covered this pretty often, but we're going to talk about it again because it is hot and I need a cold beer today. Uh, tracking alcohols. So... Um, I think that most people can agree that, you know, the majority of people uh, have one or two drinks. Uh, I, I think the average is three to four drinks per week. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. And it is part of a normal uh, social life for most people in a Western society. Hmm. So I think that people, when you're dieting, I, in my opinion, it is the biggest thing that derails people from dieting. I would say that. That's definitely one of the leading arbiters of diet destruction. Brad, what is your favorite alcohol? Uh, um, one word. One word. Whiskey. Okay. In four words, ending with an exclamation point, describe the feeling that you get when you take that first drink of whiskey and don't know what it's going to taste like. <laughs> the look on his face is awesome for me on the podcast. Um, the wheels are turning. This could oh. be bad. This could be bad. Okay. I get it. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a valid one. You never know when it's going to, going to be a, uh, I'm afraid uh, who does not know Brett when Brad and I first started talking, it was, it was online. That's how we, how we met. And it was never on, uh, on new. It was, we were, we met in nutrition groups, but we never talked nutrition. We first started talking about whiskey and cryptocurrency. That was our, our conversations for like six months. That was when I was speculating in cryptocurrencies and made a fortune in oh, yeah. Yeah. a week. And by a fortune, I mean, I made just enough to cover Christmas presents. <laughs> and then I stayed in the cryptocurrency market and Brad got out. This is true. Yeah. So alcohol. Um, <clears throat> so is it possible to, to consume alcohol and lose weight? Mm, yes. Is it sustainable to consume alcohol? And we're not talking about like, like venturing. We're talking about two to three drinks a week. Is Modest, responsible drinking. Yeah, yeah. Regular, normal, adult glass of wine at night, glass of scotch, dinner. Maybe a going neuter? out. Yeah, I, I mean, I, you know what? It could be though. Maybe you're going out with a couple buddies after work, and you have three beers on a Friday night. You know, but is that all a, a sustainable way? Is that alcohol intake of th- two to three, three to four drinks a week sustainable for weight loss? Yes, being responsible with it. Yes. So what's the, why do people demonize? Why do you think that everybody demonizes alcohol drinking when dieting? Like all commercial systems say no alcohol. Most commercial systems say no alcohol. Um, I think one is it becomes a a habit um, pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. They are empty calories, um, Mm -hmm. 
we generally tend to consume more alcohol than we think we do. Yeah. And it generally tends to cause us to have other food consumption behaviors that are not on plan. Like what is your likelihood of eating a half a pint of ice cream if you've had nothing to drink versus if you've had two drinks? Probably more with no drink because that sounds horrible. Ice cream after whiskey. Okay, tacos or nachos. Okay, tacos. There you go. I could eat some tacos now. Um, yeah, a, lo- a lot. I think because it, it lowers your inhibition, it lowers your your self control, and you know, e- even if even if you're having a dr- if you plan one drink, you're not intoxicated, you're not feeling the effects of it, but you're having a good time. What don't we want to end? Right? A good so, time. Yeah. So you're going to have another one, or maybe oh, I'm driving. I'm only going to have my one drink. I'm not going to drink anymore, but I don't want to go home yet because I'm hanging out with my friends. So I'm going to have, I'll, I'll order something. I'll order, I'll have some of their appetizer and things like, yeah, I agree. That's yeah. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Right. So for, for those people, so when we're having alcohol, what is the, you know, it's, it's seven calories per gram, but none of our tracking apps have a seven, have an alcohol macro in them. Cause it's our fourth macronutrient that nobody talks about. Um, what is your recommended way to track alcohol? I like to track alcohol as fat. Okay. So, so now when we, when you have like a, a Miller, let's just because the calories are obvious and I don't want to look anything up an MGD 64, 64 calories. Um, so that's a 64 calorie beer, but not all 64 of those calories are from alcohol. Some are from carbohydrates. Correct. Uh, I think there's one gram of protein in it. Yeah. So am I going, would you recommend that people do the math and break it down so they get the actual ones in the carbs, actual in the protein, or just take 64 and divide it by what? Um, I would just do it by nine and just track that as your fats. Now, the only caveat to that would be if your MG 64, is it called MGD? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know these beers. Miller genuine Um, draft. Yeah. Okay. If it said 64 on, it was like, you looked up the nutrition facts and it had like four grams of carbohydrates. That's 16 calories. So you can take that out and then you have what, uh, 49 calories left. Yeah. Then divide that by nine. And now you're at what? Five and a half grams of fat. So, I mean, even if you took the whole one, it'd be five versus seven. So again, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that's one of the things that people overcomplicate, you know, it, it doesn't, you, the protein from alcohol, any, dr- any drink you're going to have, any alcoholic drink you're going to have is not, don't worry about it. Yeah. Just put all your calories into fats. And then I would just track if I'm going, if I'm, if I'm mixing and matching my, my, my cat, my macros like that, I switch my day to, I would switch my day to protein and calorie tracking only, which is how I track anyways. Do you know um, what the other option is? What's that? Just be in a perma bulk and just always be trying to get a billion calories a day. Yeah. So just be drinking 24 seven, just a bottle of scotch mm, down the hatch. No. Oh, okay. So do you, um, you know, when you go out, Brad, what, what, what advice do you give to people who are, are to, who are, you know, one of the common questions is I'm going out tonight with my friends. I'm really nervous about alcohol. What advice do you give them? Cause they always ask, what do they drink? So what advice do you give people to, to order for alcohol? When they're um, really tracking I, and trying to diet, I tell them buy all my drinks so they don't have any money to spend on their own drinks. That's a good one. I like that. Is That's that, my first. Is, is that why you always go to the bathroom when we when the bill comes? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> for 
for anybody, nobody's ever obviously been out with me and Brad. I always get up to go to the bathroom right before the check comes and I pay it right before then. Like when I'm walking to the bathroom and Brad never, he never catches it anytime. I get so mad. Oh, I know. It's so funny though, but we're only, I mean, we're only together, you know, five, six times a year and it, it, I get it every time and it just drives him nuts. It's my favorite thing. So it's kind of the point where when I, when I walk in, I have to slip the guy my credit card before you <laughs> even sit down. So, yeah. um, so no. What, so what I tell people yeah. is a few things. One is have a plan and stick to it. Right. I think there's a lot of like, there's a lot of optimal drinks that you can have caloric wise and stuff like that. But I think the first thing is if you have a plan, stick to it. Like if you're like, Hey, I'm going to have two drinks, um, have two drinks, don't have six drinks. Right. And you may need somebody to hold you accountable. Right. Cause if it's like me and it's like, Hey, I've had three hands, hey, another two more. Right. Like you got to have your plan. You got to stick to it. After that, I would say, um, try to separate your alcohol and your food consumption. Right. Is if you're drinking, just do the drinking. If you're eating, just do the eating. Or if like you're you know, just try to separate them. So there's not this just continual overlap. Um, and then the third thing I would say is from there, then kind of choose your lower calorie alcohols, right? Like a vodka soda or, you know, a glass of wine is way better than a margarita in terms of calories. Um, or like, a um, like a pina colada or something crazy like that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I, I, I think one, I want to put in context that we're not talking about for life. Like you're on vacation, you're in Mexico, yeah. have, have, have your margaritas and enjoy your trip. We're talking about people who are in a dieting phase for the next six months who are trying to navigate day to day life, right? They're always special. Okay. You're going out for your birthday. Have, have your, have a margarita that you can't track the calories in, but you're going out on Thursday night with people from work. Let's we're doing this every week. We need to we have a special occasion every week. Determine how special the occasion is. Um, Correct. And and I always I, like like you said, I'm a big fan of of of, of hard liquor mixed. If you want it mixed, mix it with diet soda or something that's zero calorie. Um, you know, Jack Daniels has 72, uh, 69 calories per per ounce. So one shot of Jack Daniels is sixty nine calories, and I put it as seventy two calories in fats, and I have it with diet coke, and I'm fine. I was um, going to say we should give away a t-shirt if people know what Jay's drink is, but now they know. Yeah. Sorry. That, that's actually not my drink, but my candy candy. So, um, Sarah, Dan, Dante's here. Dante said he almost didn't make it. Good vibes. Thanks for coming, Dante. Uh, Sarah Haney said, do you think red wine has any health benefits at all? Uh, so this is a very interesting question. Um, and I would, I'll give you the summary first and then I'll dive into the uh, specifics. So the first is it's ambivalent at best. Like the data is kind of maybe, maybe not, maybe, maybe not, maybe, maybe not. Um, And here's why I say that. So the literature around alcohol and like longevity or mortality kind of is a U-shaped curve where no drinks, you have a little bit higher mortality than if you have like one to two drinks a week versus if you have like 20 drinks a week, right? So there does appear to be some mortality benefit on alcohol consumption, very moderate alcohol consumption. Conversely, the risk of cancer from alcohol is linear. So your lowest risk is if you consume none and then you have... um slightly higher risk if you have one and then so on and so on. So there's kind of like 
mortality, cancer, it's a little all over the place, right? Um, now, some of the things about red wine, people have talked about like the antioxidants, like the flavonoids, all that stuff. There does appear to be some kind of cellular molecular benefit to those. The problem is, is you can also get that from just eating grapes, right? Without the help, without the alcohol. So it's kind of like, if I'm going to drink, it's probably better to have red wine than MGD 64, um, right? Or a pina colada or something like that. But it's not like you're going to live substantially longer because you drink two glasses of red wine a night. I would say that's my read of the literature. That could be wrong, but that's my read of it. That is obviously you can read the literature better than me, but that has been my takeaway from everything I have read too, is there's this cross benefit again, just like we were talking about with being in a caloric diet for longevity. It's this, this trade-off where it might have health benefits, but it might increase your risk for other things. And, but, and that's the thing with everything, right? Like, right. Yep. There's no, there's no free pass. There is. It's just not for this. Like Gandalf said, yeah. you shall not pass. Um, I can pass. I can do whatever I want. You shall not pass. Ian said, I definitely see and have been on the receiving end of alcohol's effects on ad, uh, on ad libitum. Ad libitum? Is that how you say that? Ad libitum, which means like free feeding. Yeah, I know what it means. At I, your will. Yeah, I know what it means. I just don't know how to say it. It's one of those words that I've always read and never actually had to, had to say out loud. Have you had those? Yeah. You know what the really weird word, if you look at it for too long? Hmm. People. People is, a, uh, is one. Peel play. Uh, the word end, for some reason, always gets me. I don't know why. Whenever I see the word end and it's like it's on a screen for a while, I'm staring at it, it, it throws me for a loop, and I don't know why. Hmm. Boat is also a weird one. B. It's like bow at. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Red's red's a weird one too. Be red. Be to the red. Be breezy. So Ian says, I definitely see it. Um, Post drink noms can be easily reached, can reach a thousand calories given lowered inhibition, social environmental factors, late nights equal takeaway, takeaway food equal lower nutrient density, higher calories. Absolutely. Jay, what is your favorite drunk munchie? White Castle. I can see that. Yeah. Without a doubt. White Castle. Um, if like convenience is probably McDonald's just cause it's easy and they deliver. Um, otherwise if I'm out like somewhere, like when we were in, like if I'm out and I can find if like there's a white castle, white castle, otherwise it's definitely tacos, a burrito. Burrito. It's yours. I, uh, I'm yawning. Um, I love like chips. Okay. It's the crunchies. Yeah, the, you get the crunchies instead of the munchies. I'm a, I'm a crunch master. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, all right, Brad. We have our last. I feel so bad for you that you like have to deal with me all the time. Oh, I, I, that's funny because I always feel bad that you have to deal with me. So I think maybe we're uh, we're on the same page there, Brad. Winning. What is the best tasting fruit in your opinion? Um, I will. Nope, start. One, one nope, one word, one fruit. That's it. Just one fruit. You have to right now. No justification, no nothing. Pineapple. Ooh. I'm gonna change my answer to pineapple. You you weren't even thinking about that, were you? I wasn't. I was going I was going with strawberries, but pineapple is definitely it. I almost had mango, but you know I had a mango for the first time like two months ago. 
Say what? Yeah, no, I, they always they're weird looking. I don't know how to cut them. So Lisa got Say, Lisa, huh? Lisa bought them. I didn't even know what they were. And I was like, "What the hell are those? Are those some weird Korean fruit?" And she's like, "No, this is a mango." Um, but she does you, she does go to the Asian the Asian like food mart uh, AH Mart or something like that, and she my, buys uh, um, these mangoes from the Philippines that are absolutely phenomenal. Uh. My wife used to go buy groceries for uh, a family who ran a Vietnamese restaurant because they didn't have an Asian market in Missoula. So her and her mom would like go to best Asian market in Spokane and load up and send them back to Missoula. But you know what the single most disappointing fruit in the entire world is? That was the next question. What's your least favorite? Have you ever seen a dragon fruit? Yes. Oh, yeah. They, they, they interest me. Like you look at them and you're like, oh my god, this is going to be so good. Yeah, it's so it's so unique looking. And you, it literally is like jicama. It like is just water. It's terrible. There's no flavor. Yeah, I've never had it, um, but I've definitely because I've heard that from people saying it's just not worth it. And I, not great. No, kiwis are real good too. I think kiwis are really underrated. Yeah, I'm very very offended. Whoever has the, whoever can tell us the best fruit. Like, what is your favorite fruit, but it has to be unique, like the most unique fruit that's actually good. Like dragon fruit is not good, but it's unique. Yeah. You'll get a free shirt. So uh, somebody uh, said dark cherries. I do like dark cherries. He had said, imagine if Portillo's was open and late. Yeah. Anybody who's never been to a Portillo's in Chicago, you should definitely. What, what is a Portillo's? It's a hot dog stand. The guy sold it for a billion dollars. Oh, I want a hot dog. Big chain of restaurants. Yeah. Um, yeah. The other, the other one, my, my le- my favorite, but least favorite fruit is grapes. And first I hate grapes in the form of wine because wine is disgusting. Second, I've never bought a thing. It's very rare that you buy like a, what are, what are grapes coming? Is that a bushel of grapes? A, bag a bunch. Of grapes? A bunch. A bunch of grapes. You never buy a, a whole bu- You never buy a bunch of grapes, and like I don't know. Maybe I don't know how to pick good grapes. Maybe I shop at bad grocery stores. They're always like half like they always have like the divots. And the fruit has to look good to eat it. I can't eat bad looking food. And that's true. Yeah, and I never find grapes that I'm like, oh, these are attractive looking grapes, and they're always gross looking. I can see that. Okay. Yeah. Um, apparently, what no, other apparently what no other fruits are very good. What other fruits are really overrated? I think, uh, yeah, it's not really a fruit. I know it's a fruit. It's a fruit. Culinary, in a culinary sense, it's a vegetable, Brad, but it's a fruit. And it's in either way, in a vegetable or a fruit, it's disgusting. Yeah. Heirloom tomatoes are like the most overrated thing on the planet. You know, the only thing that's good about, the only thing that's good about tomatoes is when they're in the form of ketchup. Agreed. Yeah. Ooh, blackberries. Um, you like blackberries? I agree. Blackberries are good. Trying to think, what what else is a really overrated fruit? Um, or blackberries overrated, Rachel? No, blackberries are good. Yeah. I'm trying to think, if there's anything else? Like I, I would say, honeydew. No, and shut your mouth. Cantaloupe are mouth. underrated. Oh, underrated. Okay, those are very delicious. Um, I would say watermelon is, is overrated overrated yes it's good but it's kind of overrated yeah i I wish watermelon it's not flavorful enough most of the time 
I would also, somebody said bananas are overrated. I'd also agree bananas are overrated. The reason I eat a lot of bananas is because they're convenient. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think bananas are bad, but I do think they're overrated. The only t- the best bananas, I'm, I don't know why, the best bananas you ever get, if you're ever at a restaurant or a hotel and they serve you breakfast and they cut bananas up and put it on something, those are always like the best bananas in the world, and I don't know why. Dude, pancakes with bananas and honey yeah. on top are bomb.com. Pomegranates are terrible. Yes. What? Yes. No. Pomegranates are, those are proof that there is Satan. What is wrong with you? They're gross. You you take it back. It's like eating a beet. That is so incorrect. And beets are delicious, by the way. No. Bears, beets, Battlestar Galactica. One of those things. Um, Do you know the story behind pomegranates? No. And but I have a feeling that we are all going to learn right now. Um, I just want to make sure this is correct. What is a uh, Saskatoon, Saskatoon berry? Yep. What is that? Uh, I don't know. So, so here's, here's the story. So I may butcher this, but I'm trying to remember this. Persephone, Europe the Greek Stephanie. goddess. Mm-hmm. He, it, the pomegranate has to do with Persephone and eating pomegranate seeds in Hades. Now, I'm going to butcher this, but I think she she got like pulled to the underworld or like went down there um, voluntarily. But I think she got abducted, and when she was down there she consumed six pomegranate seeds. And so she like left or got rescued or something. Um, But since she consumed part of the underworld while she was down there and took something from Hades, her punishment was that for six months of the year, one month for every seed, she has to live in the underworld. And so uh, pomegranates are a seasonal fruit, right? Like they're only, I think it's, I think they're a winter fruit maybe. Um, So she, when she, is there during winter, that's when the pomegranates are out. I think that's correct. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Thank you. Our viewership dropped by 15% during that. I mean, I'm, I love you. <laughs> it actually did. Um, I watched the numbers. Now it's down to, now it's down even more. Somebody said, where'd that, oh, somebody just commented and where'd it go? There was a comment on here that, man, we had a comment disappear in my feed. I probably deleted it. Oh, that's they, they probably felt like you were being rude to them, Jay. Grapefruits are overrated, in my opinion. Yeah, grapefruits are definitely overrated. I think you're overrated. Yeah, no, I don't. I because I mean, I don't. Because if you just isn't it like if you just eat a grapefruit like without sugar or something like it's very acidic and hurts your stomach. I mean, I can see that. I don't know if that's like a for sure thing, but well, I think anecdotally that's probably yeah, true. I don't know. My grandmother used to always pour sugar on them and then told me you can't eat grapefruit by itself, and I got scared and I'm terrified of them. Pour some um, sugar. This Ian said the guavas are tasty. I looked it up. I've actually had uh, the alcohol made with that in the Caribbean. So guava juice is awesome. Yeah, I think I I, I think Saskatoon berries are going to win because I can order those online right now. Can you? What do they look like? Can you screen share a picture for me? Yeah, hold on. They look like berries. Huh. That's good. Um, hold on. Doesn't really help me much, but whatever. You help me. I will help you. Can you see this? 
Yes. There we go. Those those look like something that would be poisonous that I would choose to not eat. Yeah, that's why I like them. That's kind of interesting. I think you should grow them in your backyard. And my, just... gran- my grandparents actually, looking at the tree and this, my grandparents actually have one of these trees in their backyard. I still would not eat it. Oh, I will. I'll just maybe I'll... they are poisonous, and whoever is like just maybe this is one of our like big competitors, <laughs> and she's like trying to sabotage you. I'm going to uh, so Christy, send me an email jay at macrosync.net, and you will get a shirt jay macrosync.net. Let me know that you uh, you sent me the berries, and we'll send you out a shirt today. Uh, we'll give you a gift card to buy your own shirt. That's what we actually do. Give so you, you get to choose your shirt. Yeah, you get to choose. We'll give you a, a $25 gift card with free shipping in the Macros Inc. store. And you can use it for whatever you want and get free shipping. Well, that's dope. Yeah, you're dope. You're uh, darn right I am. <laughs> I need to get, Brad, should I get a haircut? No. No, I'm going to trim, I think. Trim the back up because it's starting to kind of turn into a mullet if I'm not careful. But that I got a haircut. I don't like your haircut. Oh, that's unfortunate. All right, Brad. What else you got today? Anything? Um, people should go to macrosinc.net slash YouTube. Oh, we almost forgot our show sponsor, which is Mother of Macros, which I need to order because um, I consumed all of my food. I think I have one more donut left, um, but I need to go order that because they are delicious and nutritious. And they are our partner and you can save 10% off and it works out to be less than $10 a meal, which is not really all that bad. If you consider a Jimmy John sandwich is more than that. And it does not have nearly the, uh, nutrition quality that the mother of macros does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so macros. ipso facto Com. code go there. Code macros. Uh, Chrissy said, so yummy and scones. So Chrissy, you just lost your shirt because no, nobody likes scones. They're dried stale bread. That's not true. No, scones are hard. Do you know how much butter are in scones? That doesn't mean that they're good. That just means that they are fattening and dry. And you've never had a good scone before. No, I don't like, I don't don't like pastries. (laughs) We were at the store on Friday and my wife had just gotten off. My wife had just gotten off like her long shifts at the hospital mm-hmm. and she hadn't eaten in like probably 36 hours. So she was doing what you should not do and shopping while very hungry. Yeah. And like she bought a box of cinnamon rolls. So we now oh. have cinnamon rolls. Yeah. That's my wife got off work at the hospital and went grocery shopping right afterwards and came home with six boxes of cookies and four boxes of pop tarts and two things of toaster strudels and no meat. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, what I can see doing? that. What are you doing for dinner? Waffles and toaster strudels. I've had a bad day. Okay. 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 We're doing waffles and toaster strudels for, for dinner. I'm probably going to have a salad, but you can have. <laughs> All yeah, right. Got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Um, Jay. Yo. What do we have on the docket for us this afternoon that we have to do? Me and you? Yeah. What kind of work do we need to get done today? Like together or individually? I don't know, just individually. Oh, like what's the rest of my day look like? Yeah. Um, I have emails to write. I have a couple clients that I have to assign to coaches who finish their forms during this. Um, and then that, I've been I've been up since four working, so my work day ends probably in hour and a half. Oh, I'm jealous. But yeah, yeah, 
jealous of my 12 hour work day. I'm jealous of your 12 hour work day. You know, what's funny is usually when you message me at like five in the morning, your time, I'm usually awake. Yeah. I've just been, I've been up for a while. Then I just, I read and keep my phone off. How depressing is that? Um, no, because, because I'll, I'll, because I text you at five, because it's the same. I text you like, it sounds, it sounds, this is the the fact that like I'm awake at the same time you're awake. This is the worst thing that I'm ever going to say on a worldwide (laughs) podcast. I text you before I go to bed every night (laughs) and, and, and and, and I'm going to bed and then I wake up at, I do. And that's like midnight. And then I, I get up at four. So it's 2 a.m. your time. You're sleeping. So I don't want to. So and then I text you at five because I know you're. I text you at like five my time because I know you're up. We're on the exact same sleep schedule, just two hours off. Shut mm-hmm. up. Yeah, I do text God. you. Every you know, it's, it's so funny because it's so true. Yeah. And if I can't sleep, I'll text you. You'll get random text from me at like, you know, uh, one in the morning my time being like, hey, this or you'll get emails from me. And then Done. I'll be like, nope, I'm going back to bed now. Talk to you soon. It makes me so happy, but just <laughs> yeah, so, oh, so depressed. Lisa, Lisa asked me, like, Lisa will ask me probably like twice a week, did you text your bedtime buddy goodnight? Yeah. I'm, like, I'm not texting him goodnight. I'm just having, it's like I'm having, I'm laying in bed. I had a thought and I have a conversation with him. And then he knows when I go to bed because I still, I don't reply anymore. That's probably the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, but well, completely accurate. That's why it's so it'd funny. It'd be more. It, it would be different if, like, we were in matching pajamas or having FaceTime calls to tell each other good night. Well, it also would be much different if we worked in the same office. Like, if you moved to Spokane, yeah. that'd be great. Yeah, I'm not moving to Spokane. Maybe you can move. <laughs> I wouldn't tell you to move to Chicago because that'd be just mean of me to ask you to do. Exactly. But maybe maybe like, we should. Maybe we should just move to Las Vegas to Nevada. I, I'm in. Like, I, I found the I, don't know why I, I found the 1,200 acres I want. That's that's a lot. Yeah, but it's mine. Um, Seven hundred of those acres are uh, like mountains. The question is, how fast can we get there? Um, like fast as in how long until we have the money to to own it and time to move out there, or how fast can we get there? Like if we left our houses now, um, both. Um, I will own my property in within four years and I could get out there. Uh, it would be a four hour plane ride. And then a two, the nearest airport is two and a half hours away. Cause I don't want to live by anybody. Uh, that's valid. Also, but I, uh, but I have enough land. I could build my own airstrip. I mean, that is true. I, I did find a plane for $5,000 on Facebook the other day. $5,000 plane. <laughs> I don't know if that's like, safe uh no a like a 1972 cessna one uh 1978 cessna 172 would cost probably a hundred thousand dollars well i found this for five so either (laughs) i I I am the greatest finder of things or i don't know so uh before we go um coach justin will be coming through spokane Sometime in the next day or two, I have not heard officially, um, but if it works out, maybe we'll do a uh, a three person live. I'm glad you used that term instead with, of where you were going. You stop it. Yeah, no, absolutely. I just talked to him today, so that sounds perfect to me. Um, yeah, maybe we'll we're dirty bird. Well, with that, I should go get back to work. I have. 
I'm so close to finishing one chapter and we are getting very close on the first draft of the screens for the mobile app and the content for the NutriWiki is now in final stages and then we will start video lectures and then we will have more information on that in the coming weeks. Man, you got all this good news. Can I talk about my good news, my super secret surprise projects? Yes, Jay, please. Please do that. I have an interview tomorrow uh, for our first coach coming on for the Macros Inc. Uh, MI Sport, which will be bodybuilding, powerlifting, and uh, physique, powerlifting, and endurance athletes. Can they help me with my problems? Um, nobody can help you with your problems, but since your goals aren't, aren't, aren't bodybuilding, powerlifting, or endurance-based, I would say that a regular, that the standard MI coaching couldn't, you wouldn't have to pay the premium for working with some of the top names in the industry. That's that seems reasonable. Because that's who we're interviewing. Some of the like unbelievable names of the uh, bodybuilding sphere, powerlifting, and uh, some of the endurance coaches are, that <clears throat> we, we already have some endurance coaches, and some of them that we brought on are, been doing it for a really long time oh, and pretty accomplished. Jay, you know what this just made me think of? Blueberry pancakes, because that's what I'm thinking of. Close. If we have anybody in here who's a really good uh like photoshopper, I really want somebody to take that scene from the X-Men Apocalypse one where Oscar Isaac, who's apocalypto, is like, and in the world we'll build a better one. I want somebody to like do that with your face on it and like macro zinc, like taking over the world. I think that'd be pretty awesome. Uh, yeah. It works because the beard's back. It wouldn't work if I didn't have my beard anymore. Memes, memes aren't memes are much. I don't know why they're much more enjoyable when you, when somebody has a beard. Oh, here we go. I found it. I got to see. Oh my God. Hold on. Are you good? Are you sending this so I can screen share it? No, I'm going to screen share it myself. Oh, my God. Do you know how to do that? Look at you. Look at you. Where is it? How do I add it? The little thing that says screen share on the bottom? Yeah. Okay, here we go. Hold on. You have a PhD. (laughs) Oh, uh, I I couldn't find the actual scene. Error. So, all right. On that note. I think that we are out. We are done. Oh, here it is. Oh, Brad found it. Now we're not out. We're not done. I have to find this. Did you find it? People are waiting. I'm hustling. Hustle? Hustle harder. Uh, Chrome tab. That's what I need. Here we go. (laughs) We're probably going to get demonetized for this, but that's okay. You can't share a YouTube video on YouTube. See this? How do how would we get demonetized? We're not monetized. I don't know. But you have no audio, Brad, because you have headphones on. Oh. Uh, <laughs> well, that was a giant fail. So for yeah, everybody I listening, I just I had did. the most epic fail in the history of the planet. Brad and we're gonna leave now before anybody sees what's going on. Brad shared a video with every for anybody in the podcast, Brad shared a video from YouTube on our YouTube channel, but has headphones on so we can't hear it except for him because he didn't know because he has his headphones on. That's true. Uh, I'm going to share it to the group now. Okay. All right, guys, we are out. Uh, We will be back tomorrow. um, And that's around it. 
macrosinc.net, sign up for some coaching, go to NutriWiki, buy some shirts, go to YouTube, subscribe, check out the podcast, macrosinc.net podcast, and that's it. And Order some apparel, subscribe to us on YouTube, go check out our blog. Um, what else can we do to take over the world today? Um, I am going to, I don't know. Be awesome. Same macro time, same macro channel. Same macro channel. All right, bye. Thanks so much for checking out this episode of Am I Live, a podcast from Macros Inc. If you've enjoyed the show, please feel free to subscribe, rate, and review on your preferred podcast listening platform. We really appreciate it. Until next time.